0: you. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. This is uh, Matt Clark, uh, site manager for Serpents of Matadena, welcoming you to the second uh, installment of the Serpents of Inter podcast. Glad you could uh, join me uh, wherever you are listening around. Make sure you check us out. We're on SoundHound, uh, working on getting uh, onto uh, Apple uh, Podcasts, but uh, that's uh, that's where we're at right now. Got a lot to go over this time around. Uh, figured it would, I, I, The mood just kind of struck me. I, I haven't really gotten into a set schedule yet in terms of uh, what I want to do, when I want to do it, but... Um, obviously, uh, I've had some interest uh, in, in some folks wanting to be on the podcast. I already had some feedback in terms of things to talk about, uh, which is great. I always encourage that. Uh, I may not get to everything, but it certainly isn't uh, going unnoticed. So uh, please continue that feedback um, as, uh, as we progress and as we uh, go on. We'll have guests on, I like to have members of the community on, uh, and all that good stuff. So, But uh, let's jump right in. Uh, first off, uh, Lazio and Inter. Uh, playing in the Copa Italia quarterfinals, and, and you know, I really, really don't even know where to start here. Uh, you know, the first ninety minutes was—I I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just—it just was um, a mess. i can can't—I just can't get past the fact that uh, Inter, with such a strong lineup between midfield and, and, and offense, can't find the back of the net at all. I'm just I'm I'm perplexed by this. I, I don't I don't get it. I, you know the lack of goal scoring is just unreal, and I don't know if uh, I, I think I said this before. I don't know if this is a uh, a tactical issue. Um, if if you know only playing Icardi up front and 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 only allowing him to play be an, basically an offensive player is the way to go. I don't know if this is a mental thing. Um, passing remained uh, just unbelievably bad. Um, the offense could not get clicking, and we were and, and we were lucky that Lazio couldn't either. Lazio struggled just as much as as we did, uh, you know, in the match. But but uh, you know, overall, it, it was just kind of un- unfathomable just to sit and watch. And you know, this is a game, especially if you take into account the results of the day before, where Juve, uh, you know, getting blasted by Atalanta and and Fiorentina, just dismantling Roma. It, it, it gave Inter. A nice path to, to to some hardware, and and so you would think that knowing that and, and having the understanding and knowing what's at stake and, and you know knowing where the cards could possibly lie, that you would see an inter squad that would come out with a with a sense of urgency, with an attacking presence, uh, and it just didn't happen. It was it was just unbelievable. So first ninety minutes, nothing happened. I, mean, I don't even know if it's even worth talking about the first ninety minutes because there was just nothing there. Uh, then then finally in extra time, um, you know, the first half of extra time, I, I just, I, I can't even explain uh, w- what happened when, Inter, when when Lazio rather scored their first goal. Uh, I just, I watched it and I had to watch it three or four times. And I'm thinking, how did this happen? How, how did this happen? But Ciro Immobile um, able to come through and put Lazio on top. It was something that it just looked like a, a, a really bad game of pinball, uh, and, and the ball just worked past Samir uh who wasn't necessarily flat-footed and actually played a much better game than he did against Torino and, and was probably one of the high points of, of the entire match. Uh, I think this one just kind of snuck by him, so really don't know that I can lay a lot of blame on Handanovic for this one. Um, but uh, here, take, take a listen. Here's uh, here's the call on uh, on ESPN+. Long from climbs. Here's Sean, instead it's Caissano, it's back with this is Caissano, Immobile, lovely combination, oh, and it's back So you had that, and I don't, you know, I don't know if I was, you know, if everyone else kind of felt the same way, but just, just kind of the air out of the sails at, at that point and, and kind of figured, well, that you know, was a good run, <laughs> but, uh, uh, and that was going to be the end of it. But in the second, uh, towards the end of the second half of extra time, uh, you know, a, a foul, a questionable, um, a term, questionable in terms of where it was, uh, it took the VAR, which, you know, I'm not one who questions officiating a whole lot, just because I don't I don't see a point to it, because it, it is what it is. Um, but I think in this case, you know, VAR stepped in, got it right, saw that the takedown was inside the box, awarded the penalty justly uh, in the waning seconds of extra time, and uh, finally, 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 we get to see Inter put the ball in the back of the net uh, thanks to uh, this Maro Icardi penalty. It's this- So that gave, uh, you know, new hope to, uh, to enter, as, as then that, uh, I think just a few seconds later, the final whistle blew, uh, sending the game into, into a penalty shootout. And yet to think that, you know, enters chances here between uh, the lineup of who they would potentially send out, even at this point, I think it was still kind of in question as to who it would be. Um, but, uh, you know, between that and, and Samir Handanovic, that, uh, and, and the fact that, you know, everyone's legs are tired at this point, uh, that, that it would be uh, you know a good possibility that Inter could actually squeeze out and move on to the semis and get AC Milan in a two-legged uh, in a two-legged draw but um, you know and, and, and things looked fine uh, you know there was an initial miss by Latauro Martinez uh, but Handanovic came up big in his in his follow-up save uh, but but then you know it kind of comes down to it and, and, and Raja Nagel uh, just, I don't even know what he was doing. I, I don't know, you know, Icardi had done something a little cheeky in, in, in getting Strakoska to, uh, to, to to dive and then just kind of tap the ball over him, which was which was cute. And a player like Icardi can get away with that kind of thing. He's done it before. Uh, you know, he makes it look very easy, and, and he did it very well. Um, but someone like like Niangolin, um cannot. <laughs> and, and I don't know that, you know, his previous attempts on goal in the second half and into the final, into the extra time, you know, anytime he, t- he touched the ball, he, he's just blasting off, just leveling the ball. I, I mean, he looked like he was trying to kick a field goal and not not so much trying to put the ball in the back of the net. And here he just steps up and just kicks it right to Strakosha. And, and I just I'm left shaking my head. What What are you doing? What are you thinking? What? A little creativity, something. Don't do the same thing over and over. And his attempt was just... Uh, weak at best, and, and it just showed a lack of, uh, I, I you know I think I think his lack of playing time and, and his and his lack of fitness definitely showed uh, in his decision making here, uh, in, in 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 that penalty, and then Lucas Leva stepped up for Lazio and 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 won the game for him, and, and so that, that you know that that ties a bow on on just about any hardware Inter would possibly win uh, this season. Uh, they're they're not going to get uh, the Scudetto. Uh, I think Juve is going to run away with that. Uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion unless there's just a major collapse at the end of the season, and, and Inter somehow finds form and Napoli falls by the wayside. Uh, that's a lot of ifs. I think right now uh, Inter needs to be more concerned with finishing in the top four and not necessarily challenging for a Scudetto, um, because that, that's I think the only way back to the Champions League for them. The Copa is done. Uh, you know they, they can win a Europa League title, which is which would be great. I mean that's that's fine. It, it is what it is. Uh, it's obviously not the Champions League, but it, it is hardware. Um, but even that, you know, with the way Inter has been over the last several matches, I just I, I have to cast doubt into the possibility that that Inter can win the Europa League. And I know that they're seated, you know, they were seated number two, I believe, uh, in the Europa League in the draw, which means you know they came down from the Champions League. They've got, you know, they're strong. They, you know, their their competition is not that great. Um, but as we've seen before, Inter has a, a bad tendency uh, to play down to their competition, and, and when this whole thing starts off in in, in a couple of weeks in Vienna, I, you know I, I can't be certain that that there's there, there's there's certainty that Inter is going to uh, you know come out of this with with a win. I I just can't. I, I want to. I really do. I, I want to. I want to rah rah. I, I want to be a homer for this one, but I, I just can't. I can't see it right now. The complete lack of of, of offensive cohesion and attacking prowess, and and just the, the the simple ability to make crosses, clean crosses, and and, and make, make good attempts at goal. Whether they go in or not is one thing, but it, it, the attempt has to be at least there. Challenge the goalkeeper, and, and more often than not, our shots aren't even challenging goalkeepers. And I just—it's just bewildering to me. And I know that you know after after the match, there's already been uh, you know several calls. That Spalletti, Spalletti will be gone. Uh, he's he's already you know Antonio Conte is already in, in 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 the wings to replace him. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, I, and at this point, I, I don't know that I necessarily care because until it actually happens, you know Spalletti is is the manager and and. and He's the one who's got to deal with the with the tactical decisions. He's the one who's got to motivate these players, and and if he doesn't do it, then uh, you know we've got larger problems. Then f- top four is is definitely something that we need to be concerned about. Um, you know, Ivan Perisic uh, did not play at all, uh, and and, it, and 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 Spalletti, interestingly enough, I, you know, at a time where I wouldn't think that it would be a great a great time to do it you know really kind of laid out to Italian media after the the Lazio loss um, exactly what uh, what the issue was. he says that basically uh, Arsenal came in with a deal that wasn't realistic he got par they got Parisich's hopes up he put in the transfer request and then it turned out to be a flop uh, and then I you know I think and I am not sure if people are reading more into this than than it really is or not I, I tend to kind of uh, agree with what most have said, that, that that Spalletti kind of took a shot across the bow of Pepe uh when he really questioned, you know, you know Morota's decision to make public that Paris had handed in a transfer request. <clears throat> it, it, it's not a common practice that you see uh, clubs saying that their players are, are asking for transfer requests. They're kind of foregone conclusions. If a, uh, a player is transferred, they have to agree to it. So, um, you know, I, I guess they don't necessarily have to agree to it, but they have to agree to it. Um, so... There's got to be something there that that would suggest that Paris had some sort of communication. So I don't know what would have prompted Beppe Marotta to say uh, before the Torino match that, yeah, oh hey, by the way, uh, you know, Paris had just handed in his transfer request. To what end? That, I don't know. So, and, and I think Spalletti did did call him out a little bit about that. Now I'm not sure if that was necessarily a good move, especially since now your team is out of the Copa. They're not going to win a Scudetto, and your job is in question. And and you're now kind of challenging a little bit the, 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 the one of the people responsible for deciding whether you have a job or not. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, I thought that was kind of interesting and, and, and you know wasn't really sure the, the logistics behind it, but um, you know I, I just don't know where this team goes from here. I, you know they're fortunate to be third uh, in, in the league right now. They're fortunate in the fact that the teams below them are either that bad or just beating the snot out of each other to draws. Uh, or, or, or you know, losing in inopportune times that allow them to stay five points above AC Milan in third place. Um, but I, I, I don't think we can get comfortable with that. I don't think we can be comfortable with where that is. Just simply because, um, you know, it, it's Serie. I mean, things are bound to change, and things are bound to to someone's going to get hot, someone's going to get cold, and we just have to make sure that we're not the ones who get cold, especially now. Last year we were fortunate. In so much that we got cold, but we got cold at a time that still left plenty of ground to make up, uh, and we did so. It took us to the last match to do it, but we made up. We made up for it. If this, if this drought and this lack of, uh, of offensive prowess continues into this month and, and even beyond, then I, I you know, I, I think be, we'll, we'll be lucky if we get the Europa League qualification uh, bid for Syria next season. Um, but I, you know, again, I, I want to be optimistic. I, I do. I want to be at least cautiously optimistic. But with what this team has shown over the last several matches, it's very difficult to do so. Switching gears a little bit and uh, talking about the transfer window, fairly inactive transfer window for for Inter. Uh, Not a lot of moves made, uh, a lot of speculation, of which there always is, a lot of players that we were linked to, which that always happens, uh, and none of it comes to fruition. In fact, uh, uh, Piero Acilio, uh, sporting director for the club, even said a day before the, the window closed. That's it. We're not. We're done. We're not doing anything. Parisi is off. Uh, Yannick Carrasco is not going to happen. None of these players are, are going to happen. What we've done, we've done, and that's it. Um, one signing of interest, uh, I think Cedric Flores, uh, defender from Southampton, uh, has come in and and uh, is going to try to fight for a place uh, on that uh, on that back line. And honestly, I got to tell you, I feel pretty positive about what he could bring to the table here you know is he is he DeVry? is he screen yard no no he's not but I think what he can do is I think he can allow uh, he can he can provide an option that allows Asamoa uh, to maybe move up a little bit move higher up on the pitch and, and and Suarez can kind of sit back a little bit and maybe play play that defensive uh, that defensive back uh, on the wing um, you know he can play in the center uh, if you read reports, he said he can play goal if you put gloves on him. Although I'm really not too sure if I think he could replace Samir Handanovic. But um, Inter TV uh, did interview him, and, and uh, you know he uh, had uh, some very very good things to say uh, about uh, one of the you know about him coming to Inter and his reason for coming to Inter. And uh, here, take a listen to uh, what Cedric Suarez uh, had to say about uh, coming to Inter.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, I I think uh, it's very important uh, uh, for your type of, of game to match the team as well. And um, I've watched, of course, Inter before, uh, and there's Falletti of course, and uh, I liked a lot what they're doing. I also had the opportunity to speak with Joe Mario and to know a little bit more. Um, and, of course, uh, I'm very happy to be here, and I think uh, my style of football um it's totally adapted to to winter i will of course have a period where i need to learn and and uh, learn also my my teammates and and start to to grow with them as well uh but i'm sure it will be fine
0: you know his his connection to to Jean Mario is obviously there and i guess my curiosity kind of got the best of me i wonder what that conversation was like uh between the two of them as as you know internet expressed interest in suarez Suarez had expressed interest in Inter and you know that that he's talking to Gian Mario on the phone or he's texting or you know whatever. I just wonder what that conversation was like, especially considering the past relationship that Gian Mario has had with this club. Now, granted, of late Gian Mario has has become a much much better player and probably one of those players that you pro- you will not see leave Inter. Anytime soon, he's become the player. He's starting to become the player, rather, that I think we had hoped we would see a couple years ago when he came in. And, and I think, given more time, given uh, you know more more training, I, I think jean Mario has the potential to be you know that one of those strong midfielders that we need. Um, that said, we I mean we still have a need at midfield. There's no question. But uh, you know, again, I, I was just very interested in wondering what. The conversation was like between Cedric and Mario. Uh Inter TV asked him about that, and and obviously he kind of gave a you know an answer I would expect. Um, not not one of those behind the scenes. Oh, hey, this is what he really said. But this is what he had to say about uh, you know his his talking with Jean-Mario before joining Inter.
1: Of course, he he told me a lot of good stuff. He loves it here. Um, he's very happy now. He's playing all most of the games. And. And he also told me about the way of, of how the team plays and how is the idea. And normally that Inter is a really, they play like a really big club. They like to control game and, and also very good organized. And of course, I, I was very happy to have this opportunity to come here and to be, of course, uh, fighting next to him to help Inter.
0: So again, yeah, not, you know, probably something expected in terms of what you would you would expect uh as far as to say, in terms of uh, you know his conversation with Jean Mario, but you know it, it is what it is. Uh, again, I think that uh, while this transfer is is only alone uh, with the option to possibly make it permanent, I, I think that I, I I'd like to think that Cedric will bring more to the table than Alessandro Lopez, who just fizzled out and didn't really do anything uh, last season at Inter. Uh, when he came from, uh, uh, you know, from Portugal, so I think that 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 Suarez uh, has the opportunity. Suarez has the opportunity to to, to really earn a spot on this squad, uh, and and, and I, I'd be interested to see. I, I think first off, Inter has a very strong defense, and they have to because their offense kind of stinks right now, which is not good. Um, and, and Suarez, I think, can bring a, can, maybe can bring a, a nice uh, a, a nice addition to that defense to make it even stronger. Uh, looking ahead, a uh, few days, uh, few days of, of training and rest in, in, in a snowy uh, northern country in Italy um, where they had uh, the, the team practiced in snow uh, today and they'll practice in snow tomorrow and, and probably in snow uh, the next day as they prepare for Bologna uh, on Sunday afternoon. Uh, that is a noon kickoff here on the East Coast. Uh, you can see it, I believe, on ESPN Deportes is going to be carrying the match in the United States, uh, and uh, some others uh, will be carrying that match uh, as well. Uh, let me look and see. I can tell you where uh, you know who will be carrying the match. Uh, the new again noon kickoff. Um, I think uh, yeah, ESPN Deportes will have it uh, in the United States, uh, and, and I'll, we'll, I'll cover all this in the preview as well. That'll come out likely tomorrow. But in the United Kingdom, Eleven Sports Two UK. Premier Sports 1 will have it. Uh, If you are in Italy, uh, the match will be on uh, Sky Super Caucho HD, uh, Sky Sports Serie A, Sky Go Italia, Sky Caucho 1. So the myriad of channels in Italy that the match will be broadcast on. Uh, Not sure how the cable packaging works in Italy. Uh, When I was there, it was pretty limited. So um, in terms of what to expect, you know, I, I don't know. Bologna is a team that's, you know, not. They're, they're lower mid of the table uh, they're not they're not impressive by any stretch um, you know they on paper this is a match that inter should have no problem winning uh, they're back at the Giuseppe Miazza uh, they should have no issue with this but again you know thought the same with Torino uh, thought the match with Lazio was what was possibly in hand and 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 we see what happened there so I I am you know, not big on predictions. I, I just I don't do them very well. I don't play Vegas. I don't I don't I don't do that. So I, I don't want to say that I see Inter winning two one or anything like that. I, I I don't know I don't know who Spalletti is going to str- is going to trot out the lineup. Uh, I don't know if he's going to put Martinez in with 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 uh, with uh, with, uh, with with Icardi up front. I don't know if Perisic is going to see the pitch. Who knows if Niangolin is going to be on or not. Um, <clears throat> will Suarez get on the pitch? Who knows? I think the one thing is for certain is Handanovic will start and goal, and you'll probably see the back four uh, remain the same with Thassa uh De Vrij, Skrignar, and take your pick um, as, as to who's back there with them. D'Ambrosio, maybe? Uh, who knows? Simé uh, Versalco Vir- 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 is out and is likely out for the season, and <clears throat> likely means that his... Playing time with Inter Milan is likely over. He will probably be sent back to Atletico Madrid at the end of the season. That would be my guess. Um, you know, I think, which is too bad. I, th- I think he had a lot of potential. Um, I think he had uh, he he could have added a lot of a lot to the team, but just for some reason we just didn't see it. Um, I don't know if that was a decision made by management or if he just couldn't hack it or or what it is. I, I don't know. Um, but I think we have some bright spots too, and I think it's important that we. We think about those and we understand what those are. First off, Matteo Politano is, is is lights out. I cannot be more impressed with this guy. Um, <clears throat> he plays his heart out every time. And, you know, I just I, – I, he, he hustles, he, he gets it done, uh, and I think that um, his level of play has been a bright spot. The defense has been a bright spot for us, um, you know, but that hasn't been able to, you know, Equal equal into goals being scored and wins on the on the board. So, I don't know what the next step is. I, I don't want to prognosticate. Try to figure out what uh, what happens. But uh, you know, I, I'd like to see Inter win. I think I think they need it. I think it's I, I think it's it's sorely needed. Uh, I just don't know if this team right now has the mental ability to get over what's happened over the last couple of weeks. And, and you know, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they can. Put it together, and they can they can get it done. I I, I hope so, and, but we'll see. But anyway, Bologna uh, kick off at noon Eastern time. Uh, ESPN Deportes on Sunday, February 3rd, um, and then uh, also don't uh, another date to put on your calendar, February 14th. Uh, Inter Milan will travel to Vienna and take on Rapid Vienna in the first of a two-legged uh, tie in uh, in the Europa League. So that is all coming up. International break will be coming up as well. Um, Matteo Politano gets a call-up, Roberto Gagliardini gets a call-up for the Azuri. We'll talk about that as well uh, in in upcoming episodes, so uh, make sure you stay tuned. Thank you all for uh, taking the time to listen. I appreciate it, a little longer than the last one, um, but uh, hopefully we've uh, shared some good information. Anything anything you have, please put in the comments below, let us know. uh, Any topics you want to discuss, interested in being a guest... By all means, uh, drop me an email or, or leave a comment down below, and uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, to to get into that once we uh, finish ironing out this podcast process. But uh, I'm Matt Clark, site manager for Serpents of Madadina, and this has been the Serpents of Inter podcast. And uh, thank you again for listening and Forza Inter.